Entrefeed, what's up? It's about to catch on fire. Let me let me just take this away from you, dog. What's up, Entrefeed? How you doing? This is Jermaine Frazier Fellow. Entrefeed, what's good? What's good? The process isn't straight up. Yo, Entrefeed, what's good? What's good? We have family in the room. Uh, not only do we have family, we have family that's doing her thing. We have Sharina Delgado on the phone. Uh, my cousin, uh, Sharina, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people and tell them a little bit more about yourself. Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Sharina Delgado. Um, I am a entrepreneur, I guess, a young one. <laughs> um, I have a model training company uh, based in New York. Um, I'm a mom. And I love God. That's all I can say. Yeah, I tell you that. Um, so from the jump, you realize that Sharina wears a ton of hats. She wears the mom hat. She wears a hat that, that we we like to call mom boss. Um, she's a full-fledged entrepreneur, you know, has her own modeling gig. Um, but after Central Online, Sharina, I saw that you made a, made a uh, you know, kind of a new goal for yourself. Tell me a little bit more about, like, Vogue. You know what you did for them, and then looking into more so the Forbes stuff. Like, what it, what's your dream with that? Okay. Um. Well, I remember when I first started modeling. Um. Of course, everybody's dream is to be on Vogue, and um. As as I was growing into or just getting more noticed in modeling, I noticed that you know sometimes in life, like you just have to speak things into existence. So I remember I created this like. Um, what is it called? Those little boards? What is it? Uh-huh. Boards. I would literally like just declare it every day. I would put it somewhere where I would look at it every day as soon as I woke up, wake up. And, um, I would just stare at it and I would just declare that, you know, this will be my portion. You know, this is uh-huh. going to happen. And, um, so fortunately, my first time being published on Vogue, in Vogue, it was very random. I didn't really expect it. Um, it, I think I did a shoot for a, a designer. His name was Phil Harris. It is Phil Harris. And uh, I don't know. It's just they, people just started tagging me. I'm just like, oh. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it happened really fast. So I, I realized that in life, man, it's like you have to really speak things that you want in life. You have to speak them into existence. And you also have to believe the words that you say. Like, words have played a big part of my life. Like, yeah. It's so simple, but it's, like, so true. Like, it's no joke. So um, that yeah. happened. And, and recently, I, w- I got the beautiful opportunity to shoot with this photographer. He's from Columbia. And yep. he came to New York to visit. And he was looking, I guess it was, like, around Christmas of last year. He was trying to shoot, like, a Jesus-themed type shoot. And, you know, my friend, uh, Tommy, um, he has long hair. He actually looks like and um, he was just, you know, he, you know, he just, I guess, referred me to this photographer. We did this shoot um, in hopes that it will be published into Vogue, and it ended up being in Vogue. So mm-hmm. that was cool. And now I think I want to speak into my life. Like, the next three years, I will be in force. Like, I have to be, like, there's mm-hmm. no, like, I got, like, it's going to happen. Like, I, I just, I believe it. Cause yeah. I put in the work. And I'm going to speak it, and I'm going to walk in it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think that manifesting thoughts is an absolute necessity, you know, thinking you're the best and, you know, thinking that you're going to go ahead and accomplish these things is necessary. But the difference between Sharina and a lot of people that try to just go base layer manifestation is that she um, approaches it with actionable items afterwards. 
um, a dream is just a dream, and a dream will stay a dream without action of items, and that's that's the difference that you know Sharina brought to the table. Um, you know, now I'm thinking like, I mean, I'm in the stage of life where you know we we just went ahead and we monetized, we just went ahead and monetized Entrefeed, um, looking looking to you know start the money aspect to it, you know, still speaking about the uh, the impact, still doing podcasts and everything like that, still doing features, um, but we're also like for me, it's a lot, right? For me, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot right. to you know, have a full-time gig, a part-time thing, uh, yeah. being in a full-fledged relationship, be a family member. But I know nothing of what it's like to do all that. And in addition, <laughs> in, in addition, be a parent. Yeah, it's hard. So, so tell me a little bit more about that, because I think a lot of people would love to hear that. And there's a lot of people here, um, males, females specifically, um, that – are going to approach life and being a parent maybe soon or even thinking about it. Right. How does life change as a driven entrepreneur, a driven person that really wants to be on things like Forbes and something like how does life change? Um and how do you how do you do it? How are you doing with it? Really? Well, honestly, first things first, I want to give all glory to God because mm-hmm. if it wasn't for God, like, I would not be in this position. Like, I realized in life, I went through, I've been through a lot of things, and I realized, like, it, it was not until when I became a mother, I realized that I'm really a strong woman. Like, I'm really strong. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, it's hard. It's really, really hard because. Oh, see, the thing is, it's hard, but then again, it's all about, like, your personality. Like, like me, I work very well under pressure. It's so weird. Like, like it, it's like I just work extremely well under pressure. If I'm not under pressure, I just feel like I'm not doing anything. I'm the same so, exact way. Yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And I, I actually just realized that um, a couple of days ago, I was just telling my aunt, like, yo, I really – I really work well under pressure for some reason. And I, it's like, it's crazy, but it's not easy. I mean, to me, it's motivational. Like, I always try to look at the the, the good in, in everything. And, of course, my daughter, she's my inspiration, my motivation, et cetera. But I kind of just want to – I want to – um I want to uh, start this whole, like, generational wealth, like, you know, thing in, in the family. And I think it's so important. Um, it, it's hard out here. I think I grew up, like, really – in like a real Spanish strict, um, um, very prideful home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't until like, I realized like that, you know, I kind of don't fit in. I never kind of fit, fit, fit in my family and um, exactly. I'm a very artsy person. And, you know, everything that I thought was, you know, everything that I wanted to do, my parents always like, well, my mom, um, yeah. she just like they never believed in it. They were just like, oh my god, yeah, you're and oh, you're yeah. wasting your time and stuff. And I kind of just want to prove to my daughter, like, you know, you can do whatever you put your mind to do. Like, exactly. If you feel like freaking selling elephants, you better sell them to the best of your ability. Like, <laughs> what it is that you want to do, no matter how tiny and how weird it may seem to other people, like I will always be there to support her because I realize how important support is. And mm. I'm really just grinding just to show her that, you know, you're a woman, like there's nothing nobody can tell you, you know, like you can do whatever you put your mind to do. And it, it's hard because at times I'll be in meetings on one phone. I'll be like on my laptop answering emails and then she'll just be crying and, Honestly, it, it comes, like, I can't even explain it because 
it comes naturally. Like after a while, you start you'll start getting used to it, and you'll just be carrying her with one, carrying your child in one hand, on the phone, answering emails, all this stuff. It's just gonna come all together. You just it's tough at first, but eventually it gets better. Especially like when they get bigger, exactly. they start you know being a little bit more independent. It gives you a little more time. Exactly. And for me, I mean, and that's, that's amazing. Um, for me, I mean, I'll never know what it feels like to be a woman. And I'll never right. know what it feels like to be a, to be a mother on top of that. Yeah. Um, you know, do, do I, do I respect every single one of the women in my life, you know, down to the core? Um, yeah. well, I would treat every single woman, um, as I treat, um, my own self and a lot of times much better. It's like I will look up, look up to the women in my life because they do contain an attribute that I personally don't, don't contain. Um, yeah. and at the end of the day, for a lot of, for a lot of gentlemen and uh, people in particular, even, even women that, you know, take a second and like, oh, I'm just a woman. I don't want, like, like, fuck that. I mean, like, sorry for the language, yeah. but fuck that. You know, <laughs> you know, every single woman that is in my life, you know, um, they're queens, even if they don't know that they are. I mean, yeah. And I was having a conversation. I forget. Um, I think I was having a conversation with my my girlfriend about this the other day. It's like, um, for for women to be treated as they are treated now in today's economic system, and saying, "Oh, you're not worthy," a lot of the time, it's very weird for me. Um, yeah. It, it honestly, it's very weird for me because these these are the same people that bear human beings. Yeah. Like, there would not yeah. be a there would not be a Barack Obama without a mom. There wouldn't be an Albert Einstein without a mom. There wouldn't be anybody without a mom. Any dude can go ahead and do his deed and get on with the day, but, you know, at the end of the day, to really go about it and create a fantastic human being, you need a mom. Um, So for me, um, the reason why I do like to have a lot of appreciation isn't just because of that aspect, because women are are so much more purposeful and, and necessary in so many different ways other than that. Um, but I do like to, you know, appreciate the women in my life because they are the bread and butter, um, especially doing what you're doing every day, you know, bearing a child for nine months and then going out and still balling like you're balling. It's like yeah. off the head. At the end of the day, um, for me, um, I really love the women in my life, um, and I appreciate them because I know from the best of my ability, not entirely, right? I'll never know entirely, but I have a good idea of, just how hard it is, you know. So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, it's a fact, and you know, just kind of moving on to a point. And so, Sharina and I, we're cousins, right? Like we're we're of the same blood. You know, we got these 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 this Campbell line running through our veins. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because we've spoken text wise verbally, but we've never met in person. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but we have a lot of creativeness, and it, it really stems from an interesting part of the family, specifically yeah. her her father. Mikey Dread, Dread at the Controls, Uncle Michael, um, and, uh, and, and, and my uncle. So, you know, for us and for me, Susan, I would love to know your idea on this, Sharina. For, for me, he has certainly been somebody that has been outside the box. Um, traditionally speaking, yeah. in the household, yeah. go to school, right? Get a yeah. good job, do corporate America, get out the hood, whatever. <laughs> he, he was passionate about something. This guy, just from conversations with family, this guy was this very smart, articulate man who got insane grades in school. Like, not regular not regular grades, crazy grades in school in a strict Jamaican setting. So, mm-hmm. 
for me, like and for a lot of my cousins, he's been somebody that I've looked up to and somebody that has told me to always think outside the box and chase happiness more than monetary means or materialistic means. But I would love to know, like, your thoughts on that. Um, just kind of doing a little bit more. Your thoughts on that? You know, what what does his you know past efforts play in your life, and how does it how does that look for you right now? I always look up to dad. Like he's he's just amazing and. Uh, sorry, my daughter, but um, yeah. she's over here playing. But um, he's just honestly, he's been my motivation. Um, it's just crazy how like we have so much in common, and um, I know he used to be like you know a spelling bee champ. And see, I was born in Miami, but I was raised in Honduras most of my life and Belize. So. I went to a lot of private schools up there, and I got big, I got good grades. But my passion, my first passion ever was spelling. Like, I used to go around Honduras. Like, I was a spelling bee champ. And, mm. um, you know, to grow up and, like, you know, when I um, would ask my mom questions about dad and stuff like that, she would just tell me all these things. And I was like, wow. Like, and that's – I feel like that's why I – I always felt like the oddball, like, I always felt like I didn't belong, like, it was just weird, I just felt like I was adopted, I was like, okay, I think I'm really adopted, because nobody can relate to me, I'm so artsy, I'm so driven, I'm, like, goofy, mm-hmm. I'm, like, everybody's so serious on my mom's side, and um, when I got to know more about who dad was, I was just like, wow, like, this is, this is inspiring, and um, honestly, like, he's still my inspiration, like, I don't care, that's, like, I... Yo, it's so funny because mm-hmm. when I, um, when I, at my baby shower, I was feeling so sad. I was mm-hmm. saying, I wish my dad was here and, like, I wish he was able to be here and, you know, witness this moment, et cetera. And then out of nowhere, um, I got this video sent to me that he recorded of me. And it was perfect timing. It's like, if yeah. I even knew I wasn't even thinking about him or anything, like, but he took this video of me when I was like a baby baby with my mom and he was they were playing with me and talking to me and it was just such a great gift and I don't even know if I answered the question but um No, you answered it perfectly. Answered it perfectly. Is mm-hmm. He's legit like it's hard mm-hmm. to like even try to top that. Like I don't even know. Yeah. I, sometimes I catch myself at night like talking to him like that. Like, are you proud of me? Like Mm-hmm. I just wish you could like tell me, you know, did I? Mm-hmm. Am I doing okay? Like stuff like that. Yeah, we love Uncle Mikey. You know what I'm saying? And um, for him, and we we speak about you. You're trying to accomplish generational wealth. Actually, now I'm trying to accomplish generational wealth. Um, numerous, uh, numerous of our, some of your your brothers and sisters, and myself included, and Stefan and stuff like that. Yeah. My brother, they're trying to accomplish gener- generational wealth, right? And yeah. I think a lot of that generation wealth started with Mike graduated the control, and a lot of people think generation wealth is is monetary and assets, when no. it's way more than that. Um, yeah. Generation wealth can simply be seen as inspiration, and. Mm-hmm. Um, although, of course, Mikey Jarrett was a famous reggae artist and he did his thing monetarily, I think one of the biggest things that he passed on from generation was that true generation wealth in the form of inspiration, in the form of yeah. thinking. So for a lot of people out there that want to create a better standing for their children, right, I, I don't know, but this is what I'm going to do as, as a father. I'm going to do things that are inspirational. I'm going to do things that 
when I'm off this earth, my grandchildren and my children could look back on it and, and piggyback off of it. Yeah. yeah monetarily, you know, I'll, I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, money, money ain't no thing. But the, yeah. the thing that's harder to attain than money to me is that, is that formulation of inspiration and putting impact mm-hmm. out in the world. Yeah. And that's my, that's my purpose. And for me, you know, listening to you, Sharita, and us being family members and being from the same vein, you know, I believe that. So. Yeah, I totally do, and um, I just feel like, um, you know, it's it's hard to stay motivated, but it's like when you have, when you know someone in your, in your family that was able to, to do it, it's like, I don't know, at least for me, it just ignites a fire. Like, I just grew up with this fire in me. Like, I, I'm telling you, I'm just a go-getter. Like, I don't care how. I remember when I first had Soraya, when I had Soraya, I think I, I had a fast, I was booked like crazy during that time, and even while I was pregnant, I was working, like. Mm-hmm. running around like I don't know it's like people would tell me like please like you're supposed to be on bed rest but mm-hmm. I was at shows I was I was handling all this business and um I, I remember when Sarai was like three two weeks old three weeks old I had a fashion show to do I sat her around in her little um like, like you know like the little backpack things but yeah like, mm-hmm. yo I was running around with her I probably look crazy but <laughs> I done, but you know and it's just like it's just it's just, I guess, in life, I mean, motivation and inspiration can come from, like, you just wanting to, to you know, just do better for yourself, too. Like, yeah. you know, you just want better. You just you just got to keep going. You have to, like, find your why. Like, I think with me, also, like, what helped me just be a different person and just helped me just keep pushing and, and I guess, try to, you know, soar and stuff in life, I think what, what has helped me has been um, just figuring out, like, why am I doing it? Like, what am I trying to prove? Like, why i think that plays a big part in success too like just having the time by yourself and just asking yourself okay so why do i want to do this like why do i want to sell hair why do i want to sell soap like what's what makes me different like that helped me in modeling when i found out my why nobody could tell me nothing because i was on a mission i was on a mission and the mission don't ever i mean the mission might change along the you know through time and stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's like the passion is always there it's like I'm telling you, the key to success, I, I really feel like, is once you find out your why. Why? And then nothing can stop you. Like, once you know why you're doing what you're doing, you have no excuse. It's like, okay, like, you got to get it done. Okay. And, um, Drina, just, uh, you know, a couple more points here. What's your why? You know, what, what's your why? What, what, what gets you up? What, what gets you, what you, what gets you rock and roll? I mean, I have my why, but I would love to know, I would love to know your why specifically. Okay. So, I, like I said, growing up, it was really hard for me, and I grew up with a lot of insecurity and a lot of, um, I was very, um, I was put down a lot by like family and stuff, like, and I just never thought I would be anything. Like, I literally was in that mindset. Like, I didn't care about life. Like, I didn't care. Like, like if I died that same day, I just didn't care about anything. Like, mm-hmm. And um, I remember, like, I had some people that, that would talk negativity in my life. that say, oh, you'll never be nothing. You'll only do this. And, you know, when it comes from people that you care about, it's like, dang, like, my own blood feels this way about me. So I guess that's what I am. And yeah. I kind of, like, lived a really like sad life I guess before I moved to New York and um very depressed and just lost and um I remember uh, when I moved I was like you know what I'm not gonna do this I'm out of here I don't know how I'm gonna make it in New York 
but I'm leaving. I left at age 18, and I told my mom, like, yo, I'm out, and I'm. she said, okay, don't ever come back. I was like, you know what, bet. Like, I swear mm-hmm. I'm never coming back. I never came back. And I went, <laughs> 18 years old, I applied to some jobs um, before coming. I didn't know I got them, but I had some appointments. I had, like, <laughs> my very first day, mm-hmm. I had a, a an interview at Chipotle, and at Nordstrom, <laughs> and I was just like, look, I, I don't know what to tell y'all, but y'all, one of y'all going to have to hire me, and yeah. um, it was it was just crazy, but then, you know, fast forward, I got hired, and then um, I started, you know, people would be like, oh my God, you're so beautiful, you're this, you're that, like, you're your model and stuff, and mm-hmm. I never really believed in myself, but then, like, um, I do. I did remember, like back in Miami, like I would always have agents like coming up to me and telling me, like, "Hey, like we would love to sign you. We would love to do this." And I, I used to love modeling. I used to want to model. I, that's how I learned English, like because Spanish is my first language. Yeah. So I used to watch America's Next Top Model, and I learned English. So um, I would. I, I always wanted to be a model, but whatever. And so it was not until um, when these people would you know, come up to me and, like, I finally started modeling um, that I realized, like, wow, I actually can do this. Like, like no matter where you come from, like, my why is, like, is basically, you know, I do this because I want to prove to other girls out there that's insecure, that have been talked down on, that have, like, felt like, you know, that they're not worth anything or that have been through tough times. Like, it's okay. You will get up. Like, this is not your, like, this is not it. You can still move forward. Like, as long as you have lungs, I mean, breath in your lungs, you're fine. Like, you know, you're it's still you're still able to, to turn it around and keep pushing, and you're still able to, to you know, to, uh, achieve whatever. Sorry. No, you're still. God. Thank you, God. You're still able to achieve whatever whatever it is that your dream is or was. Um, the sky is not the limit, is what I would say. Like, that's my why, you know, because the sky is not the limit. I mean, that's it. Um, if, if there's a why, there's a way at the end exactly. of the day. Exactly. Okay, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> for me, for me, bars, no, I'm kidding. Um, I'm you know, for me, I mean, Shreen, I mean, I'm sure that this story is going to resonate with a lot of people, future moms, mom, people that are thinking about being a mom, people are thinking about being in the modeling industry, people with insecurities, people that relocation. There's a lot of, there's a lot of lives just in that, that I think that you have already touched and that you're going to touch in the future. Um, but if, I, if I'm speaking externally, just kind of wrap it up here for the entrepreneur family. If I'm speaking okay. externally, um, what's your, what's your why, y'all? You know, what's your why? I mean, why do you get up every single day? You know, why do you why do you breathe? You know, why do you have a fire in your stomach? Why do you get butterflies? Why do you get nervous? You know, why do you get yeah. excited? Why do you why do you everything? And so long that you can figure out all the whys conglomerate within life, you know, you're gonna have an immense amount of control that um mm-hmm. yeah, that can that is going to be so necessary. And it's gonna be so beautiful moving on. So yeah. um Sharina, um, so any any other last points for the people before we get before we get going? Okay, I would say that whatever you've gone through in life, any bad moment or any tough time, it happened for a reason. It has its purpose. So don't ever take like these moments for granted. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it might sting, but it's so it's like beauty on the other side of it. Like it's beauty for ashes type. And like trust me, all that stuff is gonna pay off and. 
you're going to be like, wow, like I had to go through this to reach this level, to reach these many people or whatever. Like don't, don't doubt yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. Like just know that it's going to get better. That's what I would say. Awesome. <laughs> and thank you I for mean, having me, of course. Oh, you're fam. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, Entropy, that's it. We're out.